You are now listening to Straight Facts, only on Big Gold Belt Media with your host, Celis. It's me, it's me, it's your boy, Silly C, back in action. I had a week off because I had to see some family in North Carolina, so definitely glad I got a chance to see them. But welcome back, Straight Facts with Sellis here on your weekly Sunday broadcast. Once again, I'm your host, Silly Sellis. Um, a lot of things, interesting things happened in sports this week that we definitely want to bring to your attention and some preview of things that's upcoming. Uh, once again, um, this is my show, an extension of the Big Go Belt podcast. But once again, welcome to this show, my show, as we're going to try to build in the sports of what we're trying to do. Make sure you take a follow on us on uh, Big Go Belt on Twitter and Instagram and all your platforms so we can make sure you follow all our content from sports to wrestling and the things that all represent Big Go Belt media. All right, here we go. So the first thing is this. The MLB lockout is over. All time. It didn't have to go to this rate. Um, so it's been announced that the lockout is over and the first uh, games of the season will start on April 7th of 2022. So, you know, pitchers, catchers, uh, agents, uh, trades, still some offseason finalization in baseball um, is is going fluid now. And I'm not sure what the actual agreement is. I think when they made the agreement, it was tentative. So hopefully it's at least a 10 or 15 year deal that the players union of the MLB and the MLB itself can come together to make sure they understand the severity of how we need to have baseball and keep this from going any uh, labor disagreements and things of that nature. But they have a tentative deal in place. First game of the season will be April 7th. So I'm looking forward to seeing my Cleveland Guardians now, um, see how they do and rebound and with their new logo and, and team name and things of that nature. It's going to be interesting to see uh, as we bring it over. So um, I will have some more updates on that with baseball, but I had a conversation with one of my friends the other day and something came up when I saw Matt Scherzer. So he's with the Mets now and I was teasing him cause I'm joining this fantasy baseball league. And I said, I didn't realize he was on the Mets because I missed so much of the baseball off season before I went to the lockout. So I definitely have to catch up to see who's where some new pl- old pl- faces and new places. Um, I don't have any predictions yet because baseball is actually one of those sports. That's hard to predict just because you have the highest payroll on your team. That doesn't mean that you will finish with the top record of of anything. Um, So I'm definitely going to have a preview show on that uh, very shortly. Um, Hopefully I can get my boy, John Crabb, who is a huge Mets fan himself. Um, And I work with him on a big old belt podcast, maybe give his baseball preview about teams to look out for players to look out for maybe in the farm system, in the minor leagues, uh, who should be up and comers, who's the top prospects, um, so we can definitely talk about that a little bit later as we move on. But baseball is back. The MLB lockout is over. April 7th is the first game. And even yesterday, I was on my uh, Series X where I saw that MLB The Show was coming out on in, for, for in April, I think April 5th. Um, so it's going to come out on that day. So I think it is going straight to Game Pass. So those who are video game fans or sport video game fans, which I will talk about sports video games on my channel. I probably will review some games. Uh, upcoming for you, like the upcoming Madden, that will be probably 2023, NBA 2K23. I might get WWE 2K22. I'm hearing some good things about it before I review it myself. Um, So we'll definitely talk about sports video games in regards to that as well. As we shift to the next topic, let's talk about the NFL offseason preview. Um, The NFL offseason will really kick off where the new league year will start, I think, on the 16th 
of March, and that's this week. Um, that's going to be very important because you're going to see a lot of movements going on. So continue trades. I'm going to review some trades real quick that we had this past year. I mean, this past week or whatnot. Um, but getting ready for the tampering season to see what free agents are going to sign where. The mock drafts are going to come out like crazy to see what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to see what my 49ers are going to do. Are they going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo or are they going to keep him? So a whole lot of upcoming movement that some may be rumored and some may you be surprised about as upcoming. So let's take a review of some trades that happened this week. First, let's talk about Seattle and Denver. Uh, Russell Wilson was traded. Let me pull up the trade itself so I can get that on the, the meter so I can talk about that. Okay, let's see what we got here. I know what was traded. I just want to make sure I give you the facts of what was on the trade. Let me see. God, just bear with me one second. This is on the phone right here. But Russell Wilson is now uh, a Denver Bronco. Let me see, Russell. See, this is the thing when you're dealing with, with Google and autocorrect. I'm putting Russell Wilson, but it wants to autocorrect me for Russell Westbrook. We're not, we're not doing that. All right, so here we go. Let's see. What's the? I know the players. I just need the compensation. All right, let's see if I can get it from ESPN. See, this is sometimes a bad thing when you have it. I have it prepared, but sometimes your phones are just not the best thing to go. Well, let's go ahead and get, get the, the basics off of it. So Russell Wilson was traded to um, the Denver Broncos. Denver then sent the defensive tackle, which that's why I want to make sure I have the exact names. Uh, they sent Noah Fant, who was a great tight end. They also sent Drew Locke and a slew of draft picks. Now, right now, I would say, of course, in the immediate term, Denver got the better end of the trade on the immediate term because they get a, a bona fide 32-year-old quarterback still in his prime. He maybe have like two or three more years left in his prime and with a nice defense. And now you bring Russell Wilson on top of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and a nice running game if they can resign Melvin Gordon to be leading that offense of that nature to go with their solid defense. Now that division is going to be very tough. You got four strong quarterbacks with Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, and now Russell Wilson, all the AFC West is going to be very competitive this year with two new head coaches because Denver has their new head coach. Um, they got the offensive coordinator from Green Bay, as well as uh, Josh McDaniels coming over from New England over to, to, to Las Vegas. That whole division is going to be tough. But watch out for Seattle now. Seattle, if you remember a couple of years ago when they got Jamal Adams and things of that nature, they traded a whole lot of their draft compensation to get some of these top tier players. Now these top tier players are getting old. They just got rid of Bobby Wagner and they're trying to reset. Don't be surprised. And I'm not the only one that's saying this. Don't be surprised if they use those draft picks and a combination of Drew Locke to then get uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's case just got cleared. Well, I think it's a civil case now, so it's not criminal. And he may not be suspended because he already set up all last year. Um, look out for that. And that still can be a huge aspect when you talk about Chris Carson, if he's coming back healthy, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett may be on the fence. But that's still a strong offense in the NFC West that can compete if they get a healthy Deshaun Watson who's still capable of doing the things he's doing. Pete Carroll's 70 years old. Pete Carroll doesn't want to reboot and has three to four years left on his coaching regime that before he probably wants to retire. He wants to still win now and be competitive, but still get some of that high salary off the books in order to get some of the draft compensation they lost to get some of these higher tier players like a Jamal Adams uh, at that time. So look out for Seattle as we go through the week. And I think when you look at that Seattle trade, 
that Seattle trade may set up the foundation of what may happen with Jimmy Garofalo down the line. All right. So once again, I think Denver won on the immediate tip, but I think long term with the compensation that Seattle can do with that trade, that's going to end up being in the favor of Seattle, especially if they get Deshaun Watson. Another trade that happened was the Washington Commanders traded for Carson Wentz. Um, so here's the thing that I would – I actually don't mind the Washington Commanders winning this trade. Everybody's talking about how Carson Wentz is, you know, not the same player. Everybody talks about how Indianapolis lost to Jacksonville before they got in the playoffs, and that's how they got eliminated essentially before they got in by losing that game. I'm still huge on Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is still not completely healthy. I think when he tore his ACL, then he had to go to Philadelphia and then go to Indianapolis. I think he was just very – conservative is still not healthy all the way i think with the washington commanders with antonio gibson and the receivers they got hopefully they get curtis samuel be back healthy scary terry and uh even logan thomas that's not a bad offensive or combination to go through and ron rivera wants to win now he's going to be on the hot seat if he doesn't win this year so i really like the commanders trading as somebody who's familiar with that division can see philadelphia twice knows how to beat dallas i'm not confident in new york giants right now where they're going even though they did get Brian Dayball as their new head coach. I really think that Washington can do something if their defense comes back healthy. Now, I know Chase Young is coming off the ACL, and they still got some strong defensive line. They might have to get some corner or secondary help and some the linebackers are up and coming with Jamin Davis. But don't be sleep, don't sleep on the commanders of doing what they need to do with Carson Wentz. Um, remember, if we go back to the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz was having a phenomenal season phenomenal season. He needs a strong run game. Um, he's very conservative in passing, but I think his athletic ability that he can do on any given Sunday will give him a chance to win. I know personally, when I saw him play the 49ers the last couple of times, once as an Eagle and once as a Colt, he dominated the 49ers. He knows how to get away from those sacks and things of that nature. I think he's going to be okay. Um, but once again, Indianapolis, you need to have a plan now. Carson Wentz with that team, granted, you want to get away because you were so frustrated about how he lost to Jacksonville. But what are you going to do to replace him? Are you going to get a rookie? Are you going to get Jimmy Garoppolo? Don't, you know, sometimes you give up a little bit too early of what you have. And, and it's very smart. He's a very good cultural guy, in my opinion. I know they talked about his vaccine mandate or where he stood on that line about what he wanted to do. But don't be surprised if he does well with the commanders. I think the commanders still need to draft a, a quarterback. I would love to see them draft Cody Pickett out of Pittsburgh with that 11th pick overall. Um, I think Cody Pickett, even though I was not a fan of him in college, I think he could be the next Justin Herbert in the pros. Sometimes people just work out in the pros better than they do in college. Um, so once again, shout out to the commanders for making that trade in that aspect. Uh, sorry, I got my phone going off. Uh, you know, sometimes we go live and we get the, the turn off our phones. So um I'm going to definitely do that and, and, and continue with this. Give me one second. Yeah, we got family texting important information. Um, definitely want to make sure you respond to that. Um, so once again, the Washington Commanders getting ready to trade for Carson Wentz. Um, and then also a trade that happened this past weekend, actually yesterday as we're recording this, Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth and sixth round pick. Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns is very interesting I know Cleveland is trying to get players. I mean, they traded Odell last year, so they're trying to get a new receiver to replace the production that Odell got. Amari Cooper is a very solid receiver. I think he's more of a top number two than a low or low end one. Um, he'll, of course, be the number one receiver in 
in Cleveland. They want to get that salary off the books. But now Cleveland is per- given permission for Jarvis Landry to seek a trade. I think Cleveland still doesn't have a plan of what they want to do. They're keeping Njoku. They got Austin Hooper, who I feel they overpaid for when they got them. Uh, Baker Mayfield wants his contract. He wants to get that money. Remember, former number one overall pick. Nick Chubb, very solid running back. And Kareem Hump is a great one-two punch. But where are they going? You know, it was very disappointing coming off an AFC division round in 2020 to what they did last year in 2021, which was a very disappointing season. Where is Cleveland trying to go? On the other hand, what are you doing, Dallas? Now, C.D. Lamb is your number one pick. You got Michael Gallup coming off an ACL injury. You got Cedric Wilson, who is an up-and-coming receiver. But you're trying to shred, shred, uh, shred salary off your books. You want Dak to restructure his deal that he just got. What's going on with Z? Is he losing a step? Where are you trying to go? So once again, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Cowboys do with that fifth and sixth round pick. I actually think that was a low ball offer, but that was probably the best they got because nobody wanted his salary. You had a chance to trade Amari Cooper to the Washington Commanders last year, but you didn't do it. Um, So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what takes place in regards to uh, what the Cowboys are looking at and what Cleveland's looking at. So just very interesting on those components. Of course, you got your Jimmy Garoppolo rumors, of course, about 49ers. Is he going to be traded? Is he going to be cut? You know, you want to shred that salary off the books because of what's coming with free agency. And each team gets about 20 to $25 million left in the cap of a very successful 2021 year and compared to 2020. So what are you going to do? Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, one of the things that I would say is don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you see some top tier free agents um, sign with bad teams. I think you might see approaches of good teams take that slow approach. It's not always that first or second week of the splash of free agencies. It's about what happens in week three and four, maybe right before the draft. Those one-year deals come to fruition about what goes on and, and those important signings. One of the best signings of all time that I saw going back to 2011, the 49ers, all these corners were going off the market, high range, things of that nature. But one of the signings that the 49ers had was very sneaky and it was very good was Carlos Rogers was the one-year deal, one-year prove-it deal, on which they helped get that team to the NFC Championship game. He was huge on that year, Pro Bowl year, six interceptions that year. Um, it's those type of signings that makes the next level of teams. So don't be surprised if you see the J.C. Jacksons uh, go early or things of that nature. Um, where is Juju Smith-Schuster going to go? That might be a one-year prove-it deal. Where are the Arden Keys going to go, the D.J. Jones? Um, those low-tier free agents, what about the Raheem Osters? And I know I'm listening to a lot of 49ers, but those those tier two, tier three free agents that will sign for those one-year prove-it deals is going to be huge for those uh, people that are committed um, to what they need to do. Um, So once again, uh, excellent job on the trades for the GMs that were successful. But as we go through free agency this week and we see the tampering, what are going to be those tier two and tier three free agents that's going to make that Next step to get your team on a Super Bowl run. Uh, once again, this is Sully Sellers for Straight Facts with Sellers, and we're just going through, you know, some of our offseason preview, what we need to do. Um, once again, family's texting me important. I apologize about this while we're recording live. Um, you know, when family's texting you about things important, you want to um, make sure we get the chance to get family. And just shout out to as we're taking care of each other, as COVID is is, is um, relaxing, just make sure you take care of yourself and each other as we're going through these times. But looking forward to the NFL preview about what those tier two and tier three free agents are going to do and not necessarily the splashes, because when you have those splashes, they always got to restructure their deals or 
Are you going to take this time to re-sign key free agents on your key components on your team, like a Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, those draft classes from the last two to three years where you got to make your extensions? What are you going to do to help support that, to help them grow? All right. Next, March Madness Preview. Now, throughout this whole week, we had conference tournaments and things of that nature um, where people are punching their automatic tickets um, to to be in the dance. Um, I think when it comes to my opinion, I think Duke will be a number one seed, Arizona, Gonzaga. And I'm not sure about that fourth number one, but it's going to be interesting to see how these um, tickets are punched to see who goes where for Selection Sunday is this evening. I think it's going to be live on CBS, ESPN and all those platforms. but in regards to what's going on with March Madness previews, don't be surprised if a mid-major goes to the Final Four. I need to do some more research. But here's my one hot take of a pick that I think may win it all, Arizona. I'm always here huge on Arizona when it comes to certain times of the year when they're always like a number one or number two seed. I remember the time they went deep when they had the Richard Jefferson and uh, Channing Fry teams during that nature. Uh, Hassan Adams, who I was huge on when he came out of California high school, he did not have a pro career the way I wanted him to go, but he was very uh, adamant in Arizona. Then you have your your Rondé Hollis Jefferson, your T.J. McConnell teams. And I'm not even an Arizona fan, but I think Arizona always has strong teams every three to four years where they can go deep. I'm a North Carolina fan. Um, I think North Carolina is probably going to take an early exit. I think they had some great regular season games during the run, and I think Hubert Davis did a great job, but I think they'll probably not make the Sweet 16. I think they'll get knocked out in the second round, depending on how seeding goes, and that's where it always goes. It's always where our teams seeded uh, when they get a chance to get to that dance. Um, it's going to be hard for me to preview right now, but what let me say is one hot take. Arizona is a team that I'm going to go deep, and I might make that as my championship running team um, to see how they go. You always got, you know, your other teams, your mid-majors that will be there. But it depends on how the brackets align. I'll definitely talk about that next week as we, you know, move forward and talk about some free agent reviews about press free agent signings. Um, but just keep on pushing as we get to raise to uh, crunch time. When the next two to three, you know, weeks, sports is going to be heavy. March Madness, NFL free agency pushing for the NBA playoffs. Um, shout out to my Phoenix Suns for being the first team to clinch a playoff spot. Um, and we'll see how, how it goes with the NBA playoffs. But that's what we're looking at in the world of sports. So once again, you know, I always like to keep these short, about 20 minutes around that, maybe 30. Um, I'm hoping to have a guest on, my my boy Damian G and Giant Crab, who wants to jump on with me. And we'll do this one time where we record and put it for you. But um, that's the things that we want to talk about. Um, March Madness previews, check out Selection Sunday today. Uh, once again, Arizona is going to be a hot take, whether they're number one or two seed. But Let's see how it goes. It's always going to be an interesting time. Get your brackets ready um, to see how it goes. Hopefully, good luck for pools and things of that nature and what you do. Um, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but this is your boy, Silly Sellers, once again, about to get ready to sign out. Um, definitely want to make sure you check out all our platforms with the Big Gold Belt Media. Uh, follow us on Big Gold Belt on Twitter um, and check out our wrestling podcasts and things of that nature. But we're just here to have fun and engage and just talking good sports about what we're doing in the next you know, couple of weeks or so. I'll be back on next week where talk about some NFL signings, maybe give some letter grades for some teams who may be holding pack or maybe teams that jumped out early. And we'll see how it goes. It's definitely going to be very interesting to see what goes on. But great to see baseball is back and get that out. Um, And just let's keep on seeing what we got to do to keep pushing. So once again, thank you guys. And I appreciate you having me here. Having me here. This is Silly Sellers signing out.